Hi, and welcome to The Terror Test. I'm Eric. And I'm John. As fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of film based on three categories, production, monster quality, and scare factor, to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon. In this podcast, we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready, and begin. Okay, well, um... This week, um, the terror test uh, is in space. Yeah, we've gone where all great sequels go, <laughs> into space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are doing um, Aliens and Prometheus and the recent Alien Covenant. So just getting more, more of the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. We did the first one, it's in the canon. Yeah. And so guess it's time to see if any of the sequels hold up yeah and i feel like the big part of the conversation that i think that listeners would want us to have is whether it's more sci-fi or horror can they be both can they live together in harmony they can in the first one (laughs) yeah but i mean it's interesting because i think this is generally regarded as like a sci-fi horror franchise even though there are installments which definitely move away from the horror aspect. Right. So using our rubric, we can decide if it can yeah, hold up to all of those uh, qualities, the essential qualities of a stellar horror movie. Well, let's so, get started. Aliens. Aliens. Uh, Giddy released, up. <laughs> <laughs> released in 1986, directed by James Cameron. Written by James Cameron, David Geiler, Walter Hill, and based on elements created by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett, starring Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, Carrie Henn as Newt, Michael Bain as Hicks, Paul Reiser as Burke, Lance Hendrickson, Hendrickson as Bishop, and Bill Paxton as Hudson. Oh, Bill Paxton, RIP. I know. It was good to see him. I know. Again. It really was. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with production. The film is uh, timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. So, production-wise, start with characters? Well, let me start with this question. Okay. We, What makes an alien movie? Like, what, <sighs> That's a great what question are the core elements... Covenant of the alien franchise what does each installment have to have in order to be an alien movie i think to be an alien movie i think it has to the centerpiece of the monster has to be the xenomorph Mm -hmm. i feel like that has to be the forefront that's to me the monster that makes it scary now yeah Mm -hmm. that's sort of like as an icon it represents all of those other fears too, like fear of isolation, fear mm-hmm. of containment, fear of space, fear of we'll see like mm-hmm. disease and pathogen. Yeah. Um, so I think it has to have the xenomorph. I'm not as concerned about how the xenomorph comes into being, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and I think it has to have tight spaces. I think that's what is so successful in the first Alien movie is that it's contained, even mm-hmm. though it's in space, the mm-hmm. vastness of space. A lot of the action takes place in a very small setting yeah i feel like the setting it needs it needs to be the kind of science fiction that feels lived in yes um which is part of what is so remarkable about the first one um and so that i think that is an important uh like requirement for the setting you know, apart from space and the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with the xenomorph to some extent. Now, I think it, I think the franchise has evolved to a really interesting place. And so I think more than ever, it seems like an alien movie needs to be about this idea of biological weapons and and using the xenomorph using aliens as a biological weapon and ultimately humans 
the the way that it kind of backfires on them. It's mm. it's almost humans like, are trying to like control nature. It's man versus nature, sort of in space. <laughs> sort of. It, it's yeah. It, it's it's try. It's, I think it's man trying to control nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with with consequences because the xenomorphs are not even in these early movies. They're not a totally natural organism right they're engineered yeah 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 and so this idea of the biological weapon or the weapon of mass destruction in the form of a xenomorph i think that plays an important part um which i i don't think that this installment really does much with that i think so in terms of the writing for that i feel like there's it feels in, like a next chapter for um, Ripley. It feels like a next chapter for like understanding how the xenomorphs, if kind of given free reign, that they can evolve. I like the whole like queen hive mm-hmm. uh, part of that, where they're <laughs> where they they're like melting the metal to like make their own like burrows yeah. and stuff. Um, so I appreciate that about this movie. I know it's it's a little ridiculous, right? It, it's, it's not that far from being, and uh, I just thought of this because a friend on Twitter was tweeting about the Key and Peele Gremlins 2 sketch. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like Aliens, in some respects, becomes Gremlins 2, right? Well, it's, it's like, let's have... <laughs> it's bigger and better. What's, what's scarier than one face hugger? Two face huggers. Right. What's scarier than one alien? 50 aliens. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't make it scarier i mean it creates right. more scenes for action does it up and this definitely the production moves value <laughs> well this moves towards action instead of survival horror i agree with that i agree um, with that it, it it moves away from it, it yeah it's it's sci-fi action it's yeah. less of a horror i mean because you have the colonial marines who the marines yep um play such a important part in in the story and so um, it's, it's more about, you know, for most of the movie, it's about, you know, gunning them down, using high tech weapon, weaponry to, to fight the aliens. Whereas, you know, in the original, um, they, they couldn't use guns. Yeah. Uh, and so that, it definitely changes, definitely changes the story. Um, I also think that this one lacks a sense of mystery or mm-hmm. discovery that the first one has, and that I think Ridley Scott's prequels kind of go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's apart, kind of for, assuming... apart from the Queen. It's yeah. like there's you, you don't really get much more. It's just, oh right, right. It, it just. More aliens. Yeah. Like, you you know what they do. They've got, like, a mouth that comes out, a little mouth that comes out of their big mouth. You know mm-hmm. that their blood is acid. You know that they're yeah. these face huggers. And, you're, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It doesn't go beyond that until we see the inner working hive structure. But, again, that's just one feature. Like, okay, yeah. they're, so, so they're yeah. like insects. Kind of. So it doesn't really expand on the mythology of the um, right. series or, or franchise at all uh which was i guess something that i i didn't care about when i watched this the several times before this rewatch Mm -hmm. but that kind of turned me off on this rewatch because i wanted i wanted this to be more yeah i wanted to be more about the mythology yeah i this that's the that's the trouble i have with this movie is because i like that it becomes an action movie i think that it's fun um i like all of the characters that are in the mix there even though they do some really dumb stuff it is a perfect (laughs) 80s action flick yes like it's yeah it's perfect yeah it has all the archetypes It, it it's the action is well constructed there are moments of of genuine suspense um just like ridley scott i mean it's about an hour 
before you see any of the aliens. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, James Cameron does take the time to, you know, establish the characters, to build some tension and, and it's good filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, a good production. Yeah. But even though we don't learn a lot more about the alien mythology itself, like the xenomorphs, Mm -hmm. we do get to see Ripley round out a little bit more. I think she picks up where she left off and she's like a badass bitch in this one. I really like, she is at the end of the other one, Mm -hmm. but it's like all of those times I've in the first one in alien where she's sort of confronted with this masculinity, this machismo. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes a minute for her to kind of shut that down. And this one, it's like right away, she's kicking dudes in the nuts. But then she also becomes like super mom, mom. super mom. (laughs) And it's mom versus mom at the end. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I like that direction because I, I think, I think Ripley could be so much more. And so mm-hmm. I just don't, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like Sigourney Weaver is excellent. I think she's the best part about this movie. Um, Agreed. and I, I think, you know, the character is, is still solid by, by the end of it. Um, I, I do like to see a little more of like, I like seeing a little more of, uh, Waylon Utani, mm-hmm. the, the evil corporation, both like with, Paul Reiser's character, but then also, you know, you have Bishop, who's a good android, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so you you see you see just a further glimpse into that. Um, but and that's but you fine. More. But yeah, I, I just I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's the, it's it doesn't have that same like build of tension the alien does it kind of just jumps right into the action like we're marines we're gonna mm-hmm. bust down some doors and light things on fire they're so talky yeah it's fun to watch but it is but i think for our canon so i think for production this is what we're talking about mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it a point i can't say that i will for the other ones though i'm gonna give it a point as well um and my final kind of complaint is is that it looks grainy I mean, I, I watched this on Blu-ray, and um, I remember watching the the original, and it just looks so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, I there, there's just something about the type of film that was being used. Um, where, like, even like like when I got close to the TV for a moment, uh, yeah, man, it looked like I was streaming a youtube video or something like oh, it just really? yeah the quality the was just not there and so there i, I don't know there, there's just something about the look of the movie that just doesn't quite hold up to the original it's not quite as timeless mm-hmm. it's a little more dated it feels like i um, watched it i would watched it on uh on cable so. yeah um okay but i am going to give it a point so let's move on to Monster Quality. Monster Quality. The film's monsters are frightening, clearly relate to archetypal fears, and have depth. So I think what we were talking about before, how the change in the evolution of the xenomorph is it doesn't go deep enough. Like, we don't find out much about even how they operate. It's just kind of a rehash of the first one, but just more of them. Yeah, um... I mean, the first one is it, the original alien, the original xenomorph, is is the perfect killing machine. Mm-hmm. That's how um, it's described by Ian Holmes' character. And here, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the perfect killing machine. It seems like mm-hmm. you know, like disposable worker bees. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, whereas it felt like just the one in the original was much more threatening and menacing than yeah. just the whole army of them. Yeah, you know, um, 
But at the same time, I mean, it doesn't, you know, the face huggers are still creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the look of the alien still fantastic. Um, I, I guess the, the only thing is, is just that with the numbers, it just, it isn't as, as scary, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think it's missing a key part of the depth to it. Like you're talking about is that in the first one, they're really fierce and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you don't know where they are and they're very cunning. I, I don't, I feel like they're a little bit more, and there's some like mystery to how they operate. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, um, are they are they intelligent? Mm-hmm. And you, you would assume that the one in the first one is, and in this one it is. They're more like worker bees, um, mm-hmm. so it makes them a little less frightening. I think all the archetypes are there. Um, man, the, yeah, the facehuggers are so scary. It's, it's, it's since they're so spider-like, mm-hmm. that's what freaks me out. And they're able to, if they miss you the first time, <laughs> they can keep coming at. You. Yeah, and you know, like once it has you, it as you yeah like you're you're done for um let's see i i guess you know the other villain of the movie is the corporation um and i guess as i said you you maybe get a little more depth with the corporation um in this movie than you do in the original um it's still sinister but mm-hmm. there's also like there's some complexity to it. For instance, in the early scenes, it seems like they're much more concerned about you know, the cost of the ship mm-hmm. than you know the survivor or you know the the victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it it kind of feels like a little more of a real corporation with shareholders. And, you know, not, it's kind of the banality of evil, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to the like, uh, mustache twirling villain. (laughs) I mean, and and you know, uh, Burke, that's his name, right? Paul Reiser's, yeah, Paul Mm -hmm. Reiser's character is Burke. Um, like, you know, he's like slimy and sleazy. Mm -hmm. In that awesome 80s way. Yeah. (laughs) And and he's good. I mean, he's good in it. And, And then, like I said, with Bishop, you have, you know, someone an android who's created by the corporation, but he's good. Turns out, yeah. Yeah. And so you you do get some more complexity there. It does feel a little more real mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And you, I'm trying to think, do we learn the motives of the company earlier in this movie? It comes at the end of Alien. I know. I, I, I feel like with in? Burke's character, I mean, you, I, I, you feel well. I mean, I think he makes it pretty clear that he he wants to take one back. Mm-hmm. You know. Do um, do you feel like this in Alien? I feel like some of the other monsters are, um, you know, uh, like sexual harassment and um. And also, sort of the like male dominance that's kind of happening in the first one. And this one, I think it, it does that in the beginning to an extent. Like when they're sitting at the table, like after they all wake up, doing that locker room chat uh, stuff. Yeah, but, it but feels like Vasquez is yeah. like tougher okay. than anyone. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't know about that. It just, it doesn't seem like it's as, I don't know if, if it's just not trying to say anything about it. I I mean, because it kind of, Ripley kind of falls back on this like motherly figure Mm -hmm. by the end. I I don't know if it's necessarily progressive or regressive. I Mm. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's something to do there with it, and I don't think it happens. I could, I and I bring it up because I feel like that's one of the themes that in the comes first up, one. yeah, in Prometheus as well. That, that too. 
and then is is referenced in Covenant. So mm-hmm. there's always that through line. But yeah, but yeah, for that I don't feel like I can give it a point just because I feel like it has all the things of the first one, but doesn't go far enough in a lot of ways with its monsters. Yeah, it the depth is not there. It's more concerned about the action and like mm-hmm. the plot. I will say something that's well, I guess this goes in the scare factor. Uh, so one of the things that was scary for me was that uh, it's the um, the tracking sound, the radar, oh, and they're like uh-huh. walking, and it's pretty quiet, but for the ping, like mm-hmm. the pinging, it's pretty yeah. scary. Um, like that device. Yeah. So I mean, with scare factor, um, I mean, I feel like there are a few jump scares, but other than that, I don't necessarily think That's the intent action. Is there. Shoot them up, blow yeah. them up. I mean, she gets in a mech warrior yeah. fights it <laughs> but i mean the design of the xenomorphs and the facehuggers they're still just so effective mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think the intent is there so i don't think i'll be able to give it a point for scare factor okay yeah and i don't think it it doesn't it doesn't set out to be a horror movie do you feel like the ridley scott uh the first one set out alien yeah oh yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think this one did. No. I remember buying... Do you remember uh, seeing or buying any of the action figures for Alien? I don't think so. It, like, launched into this whole... I feel like in Aliens is when the franchise started. It's... You could buy all the little Marines. You could buy Xenomorphs with attachments to make them look like the Queen and stuff. It had, like, a... We had the Queen um, at one point in... It was one of those where it looked pretty cool, but you press a button on her back and like her tail swings to <laughs> slice you. <laughs> so I feel like that's the franchise started. Yeah, so I yeah. can't, uh, which makes it less scary. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like horror movies can't be made into great toys. We both know that they can, <laughs> um, but this one, it's not scary. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. watch it. It's good. It's it's better than the third one. A great action movie, yeah. like. I don't want, I don't want this to come out like I I don't like the movie. I mean, if if it's on TV, I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know, a horror franchise, this one, this installment does not really work. Okay, well, let's see if the reboots do. Okay, Prometheus. Um, this uh, was released in 2012. Uh, Return of Ridley Scott as the director, written by Damon Lindelof and John Spates, based on elements created by Dan O'Bannon O'Bannon and Ronald uh, Shusek. So, uh, oh, and uh, Numi Rapace as Elizabeth Shaw, Shaw, uh, Michael Fassbender as David, Charlize Theron as Meredith Vickers, Idris Elba as Janik, Guy Pearce as... Peter Wayland. Let's begin with production. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the writing we were talking about before. So this starts off at the beginning of beginnings. Yes. Right. The and beginning of life on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It feels much more like it. It the sci-fi element is what it leads off with. It. After between, after watching this and Alien Covenant, I think Ridley Scott is trying to make like a sci-fi version of the Book of Genesis. Yes. Yeah. Because you have the engineers who created life. You have David who is very much Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, you know, uh, Shaw, Elizabeth Shaw as a sort of uh, Eve, like first woman mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, and so I, I think that knowing that now, um, this is actually one of those situations where Alien Covenant helps put Prometheus in context. It does, and so. I, I think we we kind of have to think about it through that lens. I because so much of what I, I think the backlash over Prometheus and there, there are flaws within the movie, but I think the 
biggest reason people had a problem with it was because of expectations. Because this is Ridley Scott returning to the Alien franchise, and it's just, it, it was so different than, I think, what anyone expected it to be. Right. Do you think people were expecting it to be like Aliens? No, so, not to, necessarily. To be like a shoot 'em up, or did you want them to return to a small craft? Or, but I mean, you remember even when this film was being developed, Ridley Scott was saying this isn't a prequel to Alien. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's within the universe, but it's its own story, and right. so like, which is why they don't call it Alien Prometheus. Yeah, and so it's it's just a very. It's a very ambitious and unexpected prequel. Mm-hmm. He want, he just wants to build and add to the mythology. Yeah, but you you kind of have to look at the long view and see like what he's trying to do, starting with Prometheus and then with Alien Covenant bridging and and, and after Alien Covenant, you can definitely see the connections to the original alien but i think that's alien i think that's the work that alien covenant is doing and that's why so prometheus we just have to talk about prometheus Prometheus as a as by itself yeah if we i I agree with that except that I, i i feel like we we better understand ridley scott's vision and purpose after watching alien covenant but if we're talking about like production, for example, okay, we're talking about it as as its, its own, own movie. movie. You're right. You're right. Because okay, we don't it's talk just... about other franchises like that. Like we don't like throw in the whole mm-hmm. Alien franchise or you're right Nightmare franchise. Okay, so let's just try to stick with <laughs> it. It's hard though. It is. It, it you're right because Alien Covenant does fill in a lot of the gaps and I think also tie, tighten up a lot of like the, the plot problem of Prometheus. And what were some of those? So I feel like the way that the engine engineers are introduced in the beginning with those vials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden we jump to the new team that's investigating these engineers mm-hmm. That was such a far jump for me. And maybe that's because like of my expectation of the alien franchises. I thought it was going to start way differently. I'm yeah. I'm kind of typically turned off by the science fiction concept of like aliens creating humans. Yeah. It feels like it just feels like um, a sort of, shallow explanation for the creation of life mm-hmm. um it's 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 like intelligent design or something where like mm-hmm. you know if if the engineers you know release the cells that eventually you know became uh, you know the the multi-celled organisms, which eventually evolved into fish, which eventually evolved evolved into like land animals, and then we finally get to like humans, which are very much like the engineers. I just don't. Well, I, I don't think... see how the engineers could have created that, right? And I and don't I... see how like cavemen would have been able to draw pictures of the engineers. And that's what I think is the problem of the beginning of Prometheus is that he wants the audience to do all that work. Yeah. (laughs) In the time that it takes from that opening shot Mm -hmm. with the engineers to them, like starting their journey to find the engineers. Like we're supposed to figure out, Oh, it just happened. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, that's part of what bothers me. But I think, the purpose of this movie in terms of what it's trying to do is I think it wants to really extend that conversation, the chicken and the egg conversation mm-hmm. to, um, to the synthetics, to the androids. 
And I think he doesn't get to that until the end of Prometheus. And the story that he really wanted to tell about it happens in Alien Covenant, um, where you know where the it's all android about that is David, yeah, yeah he's it's all about that he's he's marveling at creation he uh-huh. wants to be a creator yeah and that's a cool jump from the first alien where we have the android sort of sabotaging um sabotaging people and admiring the beauty of like, yeah. this perfect killer i i think that's a really cool direction to take it but it, prometheus takes a long time to get there you're right you're like right. before he starts betraying the humans, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen until way, way later mm-hmm. in the movie, and that's that's scary to me. Like I, th- I think that's a cool rabbit hole to go down, but I just don't think Prometheus does. I think it finally gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about David, I think Michael Fassbender is excellent as David. Yes, in this. Um, I love how idiosyncratic he is. Um, you know, his his first scenes when we're introduced to him, you know, he's watching Lawrence of Arabia. He's looking at himself in the mirror. He's, you know, quoting the movie. Like, you can just see, um, you can see his quirks. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a great way to introduce this, character who mm-hmm. uh, who i think is like he's the best part of both prequels yeah um and so that's i mean i think that's excellent um other characters not as well developed or fleshed out they're not memorable i mean no they could just be somebody in a spacesuit. yeah they're they're archetypes kind of like in aliens you know yeah. um you have the, I mean, you have the lead, um, but then you have kind of her lover slash partner. Uh, you have the like tough guy, <laughs> you know. You have the cold captain, mm-hmm. uh, kind of roguish pilot. So, yeah, I, w- I would agree. And but I, think I don't that's think the he's only... interested. Yeah, in that. I don't either. I think. And that's just one of those, there are just like little sprinkles of alien, like you asked earlier, you know, what makes an alien movie mm-hmm. and Prometheus, it just kind of has sprinkles of that. So it has, you know, those character archetypes. It has, um, we see the xenomorph at the very, very end and it has like little pieces of it, but I feel like it's just such a departure, you know, it, it's its own sci-fi movie. I just don't know if it does much of the, the horror and the scaring. Right, but well, I mean that's a discussion for yeah. We got monster quality. And uh, factor, what about special so, effects? I think it's a good-looking movie. It does look good. Uh, what did you think about? I guess special effects-wise, maybe only bothered by like sort of the ghosts in the machine, sort of like radio signal things that happen once they get in the spaceship. Yeah, I don't know. What it just it? looked weird. Oh. Um, oh, are you talking about, like, the holograms? Yeah. I thought it looked all right. Um, I think one of the things in terms of the writing that this one's also missing is it doesn't, doesn't have that thread of tension throughout, like you're talking about. There is that discovery, like, we're... Yeah. But we discover that, (laughs) that the engineers don't want to do, have anything to do with people. Yeah, and so... I, I think I think an alien movie needs to have a sense of discovery, a sense of mystery. Yeah. And I think this this attempts to do that. I don't think it's necessarily successful in that because the sense of discovery we get from the ship, like we've already seen that kind of ship. Yes. Um, so that's not new for us. With the holograms, we are kind of seeing a little bit of the engineers. But I also don't find the engineers very compelling. Um, you know, we finally see one, and he just wants to kill everyone. Like, there's... Yeah, we just don't have... Well, so let's... 
let's move on to scare factor with that then. Or, uh, or not scare factor, sorry, monster quality. Well, okay, so are you going to give it a point for production? Oh, I'm, I'm like... going to. I think it's a well-made movie. It's flawed, but it's a good-looking movie. I mean, there are scientists that don't act like scientists. Like, why would that guy touch the snake thing? That's no scientist <laughs> yeah. would do that. Or, or why would the guy who's in charge of navigation, navigating through the spaceship, like, get lost? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, some people are are stupid. Um, but I think if you overlook those flaws, I think you have ambitious and and interesting idea like a seed of an idea about creation and especially with david and everything about david is i think phenomenal um the the uh like uh pregnancy slash like c-section oh that's one of my part like that is just an amazing sequence um and so i think there's enough here to make up for the flaws as far as production goes which is why i'm going to give it a point i'll give it a point you could you swayed me because i was thinking about we were talking about special effects earlier that is a really cool scene yeah um and i also i i watched this one like on demand but it was on i was on cable it it shows all of that scene. Yeah. Like cutting her open. It's I think it's the most memorable scene of yeah. the film. It's really effective. Yeah. All right. So, so monster quality. Yeah. Um let's so let's bring it back to the the engineers. I that's the thing is there's not enough depth for me there. They I mean there's a lot of questions that come up and that's not at all bad. I was actually talking to Kristen about this last night like do you need to know everything? Um, by the end of the movie, do like everything need to be tied up with, with a bow? For me, no. I'm okay mm-hmm. to have like open-ended questions. I'm even okay at the end of the movie to not know where the heck the monster came from, right? Whatever that might be, right? right? And that, or that's why what, the monster is killing. I mean, that's what okay makes the that. original so effective is the ambiguity, yes, the the mystery. But I think there is a difference between like ambiguity and or storytelling, like not giving us enough. And I feel like in order to make the engineers more compelling, they would have to give us a little more. Or take away some. I've heard, I, we're, I was reading in, in uh, an issue of Morgue that you let me borrow that there are like fan cuts of this movie mm-hmm. that, um, and I meant to write down the name of that particular mm-hmm. person who does the cuts, but apparently there's a fan cut of this movie that like smooths out a lot of that plot stuff. Mm. And I'm guessing. I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing that, you know, there could probably be a lot done by taking out some of those scenes with engineers to make it a little bit more ambiguous. I bet what... So you can focus that, more on I, I bet it started and, with everyone on the ship, like, waking up from the ship. Like think about effective. Think about how much more, like, of a mystery there would be if you start the scenes with David, mm-hmm. you know, on the ship waking everyone up and then you get the hologram kind of explaining why everyone's there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see Elizabeth Shaw, you know, looking at cave paintings. You don't need to see the engineer at the beginning Mm-mm. creating life. That's why I'm, I wonder if there's a fan edit that just yeah. takes some of that stuff out yeah. to make it, to make the story. Cause I think what we're saying is that there's two stories going on or even say three. So you have the, her name's Elizabeth Shaw. Right? Mm-hmm. You have Elizabeth Shaw, her narrative. Yeah. You've got David's narrative. You have the company's narrative. And then you've also got the engineer narrative. I wonder mm-hmm. if you just put a couple of those to the side. Yeah. That it might be a more effective movie. So uh, that makes the monsters... It's weird because giving me too much makes them have less depth somehow. I don't know. Yeah, but it's also not enough. I I, I mean, I would I will agree that like I don't think the engineers have much depth i think there's some thematic depth or or depth um that is is kind of touched on (laughs) but i mean it like you said earlier it really comes into play with alien covenant i mean there's a scene um 
in the film where David asks Elizabeth, I believe he's asking Elizabeth, or, or telling Elizabeth, you must feel like your God abandoned you. Um, and that was like, he just says it randomly, right? It's a very chilling yes. moment. See, I feel like that's the that's the story. I want more of that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree. I think that is the story of um, creation, of trying to find God and finding out that your God wants you dead and mm-hmm. doesn't care about you. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a cycle because mm-hmm. engineers created and, humans and humans created androids. And David's and creator David's... dies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it, it, like, his, his God, his creator is uh-huh. dead. So yeah, that's and why then, he's become such a. Hmm? Uh, you call it a nihilist? I don't know, or maybe I he doesn't so. believe in nothing. He believes in he believes in creation, creation, which is explicit in covenant. And here you do see it, be, like when he, um, I don't know, spikes the guy's drink. Yeah. You know, like he is creating mm-hmm. there. It, but it's more of like an experiment. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But then I don't he gets—he knows what would happen. I think that's where he starts to have like a god complex. Yeah. Then towards the end, which picks up in Covenant. Mm-hmm. So I think David as a monster certainly has depth and relates to archetypal fears. But so we've got engineers, David. What other monsters do we have? Um, we got the pathogen. The yeah, I'm, chemical weapon of itself. Well, and the you know proto xenomorph, whatever. See, the that, like the that giant even come until body hugger. I feel like I, I feel like I looked at the the um, clock of the of the movie, the playtime for that. I think that stuff doesn't happen until the last twenty minutes, and this is like a two hour movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like the shadow of the xenomorph is like yeah over all of this sure and i mean if although if we're taking it on its own terms we kind of have to yeah it doesn't look outside of alien like yeah but you do get it at the end and that's just i mean the only reason we get it is be is because it ties it to the franchise right um so yeah i mean that whole idea of of biological weapons of of these aliens creatures um pathogens like you said um i think it's there i'm gonna have to say that there's not enough depth here in this one if we're looking just at this i'm gonna have to concede that i don't think there's oh david is so good i know but the but he's not He's not the focus of this movie. I mean, or you're right. Okay, maybe I'm saying like in hindsight, we now know because he is the focus of Covenant. Yeah. But watching Prometheus, I was so distracted by these other things, um, and these other almost I guess I'll call them like false starts, that it takes away from the monster quality for me. Okay, so I'm I'm not going to give it a point then. I'm not either. Uh, scare factor clear intent to scare and must be successful from beginning to end i think the i do think that there is an intent to scare on an existential level yeah like uh but i don't feel like this movie is successful i mean it's pretty bold calling a movie prometheus mm-hmm. right because it wants to be that epic mm-hmm. and to tackle the idea of creation and creator uh, so I think the intent is there. I just don't know if it's successful for the reasons that we talked about with the plot and the characters. Yeah, I I do feel like it's it's more of an existential fear of God and mm-hmm. you know where we come from. Um, I think there are certain shots or certain scenes that are effective. Like I said, the body horror of that whole pregnancy cesarean section. Thing is, is really um, terrifying. Um, let's see. Oh, the um, like the moment when Holloway, the the guy who was poisoned by David, is looking in his eyes and there are things moving in his eyes. Like mm, that shot creepy. was like really creepy. Or when um, I think one of the snake things is like 
shot at, and, and there's acid in, in the like the oh, guy's helmet, like melts to his face, mm-hmm. like that creeped me out. Um, so what there were like a about... few moments, but when the guy after the guy uh, was infected, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what the character's name was, but the guy who's infected and they're bringing him back to the ship, yeah, Holloway. Um, that that is Holloway before his like head explodes, yeah, in the helmet. I thought that was. Yeah, it didn't seem to serve but, much of a purpose in the story. No, that, and that's that's the thing. It's like I, I think those effects are cool. I think that shot is cool, but I don't. It doesn't add to like we don't know why. Why does the disease affect yeah. him like that? Whereas, but it, yeah, it's and it's not that important, you know. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. So I I guess I'm not going to give it a point for scare factor. I just don't yeah. think. It's there. So am I thinking about this right? So does the... So the xenomorphs themselves were not created by the engineers. It was a... Xenomorphs are a human creation. Somehow. Ze- okay, so the the face hugger is, you know, the parasite. And so, so whatever host it takes, it... It uses its DNA to... To, to, to create... Well, but but even in like the third alien, like that's still considered a xenomorph, even though yeah. that came from like a cow or a mm-hmm. dog or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so I guess the xenomorph. I mean, we learned that it's they're really created by David. Mm-hmm. Um, although the goo, well, I guess we don't know for sure. So that's the thing. Like if it, so if the face hugger fits or like got on the face of. Yeah, either another animal or and what would be else another like let's 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 mix franchises. Okay, face hugger gets on the face of a predator. Uh-huh. Is it going to come? Is that going to come back looking something different? Well, that would don't be they do that in Aliens and Predators? Alien versus Predator. Yeah. yeah, I think you see that. Yeah, I just don't remember what it what it looks like. I can't really remember yeah. either. So. But going, sorry, <laughs> going back to scare factor, uh, I, I don't feel like it's successful. No. It doesn't have enough scary moments. No. Um, but the, it, yeah, the end scene is really cool. And reminds me of a of like a classic horror device. Like you said, it's body horror. Um, she's in a tight, confined space. Mm-hmm. All that's going on. It's the race against the time. It's a really scary no, moment. Just more of that. Yeah. But it happens in the last mm-hmm. ten minutes. Uh, so it's not in the canon, but without Prometheus, we couldn't have. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have Alien Covenant. A Covenant is uh, the baby of Prometheus. Yeah. So um, Alien Covenant uh, was released in 2017, directed by Ridley Scott, written by John Logan, Dante Harper, with story by Jack Paglin and Michael Green. Once again, based on characters created by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald uh, Shusett, starring Michael Fassbender as David and Walter, uh, Catherine Waterston as Daniels, Billy Crudup as Orum, and Danny McBride as Tennessee. Let's start with production. Okay. So I think that this movie, in terms of its effects and its visuals, like cinematography in this movie is spot on. It's what he wanted to do in the first one. I've never seen genocide look so beautiful. Yes. Before. Yeah. It's it's so chilling. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just like... I don't know. It's just a, it's a good-looking movie. So on its yeah. own legs. Um, I don't know. It was much more of an exciting... I remember like in the introduction, I was like... While we were like, sitting there in the theater, I was like... Oh, see an alien movie like this is gonna be great that didn't happen for me in prometheus um either in the rewatch or when i saw it in the theater um so special effects wise um what did you think let's let's talk about the thing that all like alien fans talk about what did you think about the look of the xenomorph i thought it looked great yeah i thought i thought it was an interesting idea that he was sort of engineering them and so Mm -hmm. there was a progression to the look and he was mm-hmm. yeah so that's why it could look like anything quite, he wanted it yeah. doesn't have to look like the original xenomorph yeah. because 
he's engineering now. Quite have it yet. No. We know he's, we know he's, he's going to get gonna, there. He's got to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has plenty of samples. Yeah. To work from. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this is Michael Fassbender's movie. Um, David is is the main character. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Daniels is you know the Elizabeth Shaw or Ripley character of of this movie um which it feels like you know this is following the franchise and that you have you know a strong female protagonist you have the disposable crew Mm -hmm. um you have you know landing on a different planet and finding out how awful things are but this is done this really takes that formula and focuses on strengths which is Mm -hmm. david and the the whole idea of creation um the characters are interchangeable but who cares yeah i feel like with her though i feel like she's a dynamic part of the storytelling here we see her progress and evolve i think so which i think is great which i i would say isn't true in prometheus so much with shaw I don't think I don't think there's maybe maybe there's just not as much of an arc. Yeah, as I would I would agree character. with that because at, near the end there's a really nice moment between Daniels and uh, Tennessee, um, which felt earned. Yeah. Like when she hugs him. Yeah. Um, because it's like she's acknowledging that like this is the first time that he's had to like process mm-hmm. the death of his wife mm-hmm. and like that that was effective. Yeah. So I think there. Are, there are good character moments sprinkled throughout for some of the characters, but mm-hmm. really, I mean, the focus is David mm-hmm. and Walter. You know? Yeah. Um, I think the the opening is brilliant when you have Walter going through the same routine as David did in Prometheus, except that there's no personality quirks. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just doing his job, um, which just shows what makes David unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, you know, I've said it before, this movie, I think, makes Prometheus a better movie because there's not only a, be- a bridge between Prometheus and Alien, but also everything that... It feels like Prometheus is a seed and then this is a tree. Mm-hmm. Like... This this just analogy. develops every everything that Ridley Scott was trying to get across in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think this this is his science fiction book of Genesis. Yeah, I mean David is even called Satan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's called I mean it's covenant. It's the covenant between. Yeah, we could even say, I don't know. Do they call them they call them synthetics? Do they call them androids? Uh, I can't uh, remember. There's another term that they call hmm. themselves, and I feel like that's, like we were saying before, that's the story that wants to be told, and it's told in Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the covenant between, I think, I want to say, between, like, man-creating synthetics who then create Or, like, species the, the can, creator and the created. Yeah, like, I think that is the story it wants to tell, and there are so many ways that it tells that story in Covenant. Um, so going back to your question about what do we need to make an alien movie? I feel like that's a central plot element in alien and it's just a return to that. Um, yeah. I feel like this is, and the other movies seem to forget that. Yes, portion. exactly. Um, and so I feel like this is a return. And so this feels more like an alien movie mm-hmm. than, uh, the later sequels, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. um, and, and you get that, Again, sense of discovery, mystery, which is done really effective here. Even though, I mean, you know, you know how evil David is. Yeah. Um, you know at the end that it's David, not Walter. Sure, it's like, no surprise. It, it, no, and yeah. it doesn't try to be, it which is matter. great. <laughs> because then you get those scenes where, um, you know, he's watching the humans try to take down the xenomorphs and this is another experiment Mm -hmm. where he's not i mean if he wanted to he could have 
lock the humans in and just let the xenomorph like kill them. But he wanted to he wanted to make it a fair fight because he wants to see have I created the perfect killing machine? Mm. And the look on his face when like he realizes that the the xenomorph like is shot into space, it's like he lost. It's like oh man, next time, next time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it and makes so, so much sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so I think everything about this movie is is just really spot on with the franchise and i think it's very well produced and, yeah. and like you said beautiful movie. i think uh, the only thing if i had to be nitpicky about mm-hmm. special effects is i didn't like the pathogen like oh. lay on the i don't know fungus or whatever mm-hmm. and it swims into your nose or your ear or whatever it, didn't. it just felt like it i guess what i'll say it, like it did it felt like ridley scott yeah <laughs> with those those microbe little things but uh-huh yeah it didn't it's not gonna it didn't do much for point. me one way or the other um but i guess like w- when he takes billy crudup down to his lair <laughs> and he tells him like oh go ahead just take a closer look at yeah the egg. like you're just waiting for it and then when it finally happens and the face hugger comes out it, it's just so satisfying yes um because you've seen you know in this movie and the previous movie like um you know, humans being affected by these pathogens in, in many other ways, but you, you finally have, like, the, the next step of evolution. Yeah, and, and it's their, I think it's that through line, that theme that's the curiosity that gets to humans. It's humans experimenting, it's humans mm-hmm. traveling and reaching out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, all boiled down into that moment. It was mm-hmm. like, he doesn't, I mean, he could have just turned it back, walked away, said, no, mm-hmm. like, F you, yeah. dude. Um, but he does, he, like, his curiosity gets the best of him. It's great. So I'm you definitely give it a point for production. Yeah, absolutely. Monster quality, I I am just going to say I think the monsters are way better in this one than they were yeah. in Prometheus. There's a lot more screen time for the alien monsters that we love, mm-hmm. the face huggers, the weird little white baby xenomorphs yeah. that like go through the fields. That scares the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Like where you're in a you're in a field, you can't see them coming after you, going through yeah. the tall grass. I I'm a sucker for that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I think it gives it not only, um, we'll talk about this with scare factor, but it gives it scare elements as well as like the action movie stuff, which is just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think this is the right way to go with a seat, like a sequel and making it bigger and better because in aliens, it's like two face huggers, but here it's like, you get a face hugger. But you also, or, or you, you get a chest burster, but you also get a back burster and a mouth burster, mm-hmm. in which were just horrifying mm-hmm. scenes. Um, and so, playing with with that, even like where where the xenomorphs come out of the body <laughs> is was like it. really effective. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because everybody's expecting the chest bursting. Yeah. Um, so just to tweak it just a little bit, you're still like loyal to the mythology. Uh-huh. But it's just in a new way, and you can just imagine like something coming out of your yeah. throat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so again, our monsters. So we've got those xenomorphs, and we have all those iterations of them. Mm-hmm. We've got the the company. We've got David. Um, what else do we have, monster wise? I mean, that's it. I mean, I think David is. I mean, he's Satan, and you know, he you see. I, I I like the flashback of him killing all of the engineers. I mean, I like that the engineers are kind of out of the picture now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Kind of showing just how how insignificant even they are, like how mm-hmm. how fallible they are. Yep. And he I, going back to David as Satan. Um, one thing that is consistent is he tempts mm-hmm. each tempts and betrays and deceives. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our main characters mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it gives him depth and plays into, into those mm-hmm. archetypal fears related to the ideas of temptation. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, and I guess in addition to this, it's like, you know, the whole idea of fear of the unknown, it's like, what, what is the next step in mm-hmm. evolution? Mm-hmm. Is it androids that are going to, use us for experiments or you know <laughs> um or it, is it some kind of 
weapon that we create that destroys us. Um, that uncertainty, that fear of the next step uh, comes across really well in this. Mm-hmm. And I just love that, that that story and those ideas are juxtaposed with the fact that humans are... Do we want to say they're dying? That's why they're exploring. That's where they're trying to procreate and spread throughout the universe. Are they, I I kind of go back and forth with that. Do you think that the human race is in trouble and that's why they're sending out these? Um, it's really hard to say because you you don't get that expanding. You don't really get that impression in these prequels that earth is like a wasteland or, you mm-hmm. know anything like that it, it it does seem to be just like the natural expansion of of humanity and the curiosity of you know peter wayland wanting to extend his life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it's more about just going beyond our limits yep. you know yep reaching reaching towards the fire the heavens yeah monster quality giving it a point yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay, scare factor, clear intent, and successful um, in that objective from beginning to end. I said there are a lot more, basically, like we were saying, what we were saying in Prometheus, that last scene that was really scary with the with the body horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get more of that in Alien Covenant, and we mm-hmm. do get a much darker take, like you said. Um, the fact that genocide looks so beautiful in it mm-hmm. is really scary when you see. Um, not only how he did it, but mm-hmm. when you see the end result of all those, like, mm-hmm. what do you just want to call them? Very much, faces and yeah. it, it just, they look like statues. Like Mount Vesuvius, yeah. like wreckage yeah. kind of thing. So I think, I think the intent is there to scare it, and I think it's successful. Is there enough scary stuff? Or is it still more sci-fi? I mean, I think, I think David is still chilling, although there is a humor to him that I really appreciated in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I loved when it went weird and it's like, here's Michael Fassbender kissing himself. Like that was, <laughs> yeah, great. that was great. That was great. Um, because he's still like curious. Um, and so I, yeah, those scenes that we mentioned, they're scary. Um, I wasn't as invested in the the character's survival in this, but I also don't think it's meant to be like, you know, no, with, we're with, to focus Rip, on. with Ripley, you're really, you know, with her, mm-hmm. you know, whereas here you, you are more with David. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the origin story of a monster, which I think mm-hmm. is where a lot of movies that I like, that's what they are. We, mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to give it a point and I think this I mean this is a controversial installment in the franchise yeah. I think it's kind of you love it or you hate it. I yeah. Uh, I I liked it as a movie. I don't know if it belongs in our canon. Because okay. like okay, cuz for a lot of our for I would say all of our movies in our horror canon you could just watch it as a movie, not as a franchise mm-hmm. or connected to any other parts. And you're like, man, that's a scary movie. It's thought provoking. It's compelling. But that's don't know. If, I mean, that's also I think because the first movie tends to be good and the sequels usually suck. Right. I think this is a good. I guess we'll call it a prequel. Prequel. Um, I just don't know as a movie. I would say maybe more honorable mention, but not. Yeah, I don't think it's I, I think canonical. I think that's fair. I would say uh, out of the Alien movies, I I love Aliens. I would say you have to watch. You have to watch Alien. Yeah, you have to watch Aliens. So I think it's a fun action movie, and I would put Covenant there. Yeah, I think it's. We'll I mean, I, I, I would put Alien this Resurrection. Yeah, I, I mean, I would put this above Aliens as the best. Yeah. Sequel slash prequel to the original. I think so. Um, I think it it has those the elements. It has those like marine action elements mm-hmm. that Aliens has. That's why what got me wanting to rewatch Aliens. Yeah, is because it has those moments. It and it kind of makes Aliens obsolete in a little mm-hmm. bit. 
But th- there is a certain charm to aliens that you yeah. just can't. I love it. You can't deny. So put it on next. Put it on my shelf next to Predator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and Predator Two. <laughs> all right. So then, Alien Covenant goes into honorable mention, and I think that I, I agree. That's I think fair. that's the right place for it. It has scary moments. I just don't know if I can give it a point for scare factor all the way. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I don't. It's not a movie that I would you know just give to someone randomly like. You know, I, I think part of the strength of, of the canon is that these movies, as you say, they stand on their own. Um, you can give either any of these movies to someone and say, this is a great, scary yeah. movie. Without, like, even any preface or context. Mm-hmm. I think you need, I think for Alien Covenant, I think you need a little bit of context of Prometheus. I think you need a lot of context. Yeah. Yeah. To, to really enjoy it. I think that's why we enjoyed it, because we're a fan of this, like, we're fans of the series mm-hmm. um, and the franchise. Yeah. So it makes it enjoyable that way. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. if you just gave it to somebody point blank and said, watch this, mm-hmm. I don't know if they would enjoy it. Yeah. So um, that's going to be it for our episode today. Yep. Um, and so uh, next time we are uh, returning to Earth and <laughs> um, we're going to Spain. Um, this is something that we were intending to do with our semester abroad. But the semester ended early. Um, but we're, we're, I guess, we're taking a summer trip. summer trip to Spain. Yeah, That's um, normal. And uh, specifically, um, orphanages in Spain. <laughs> um, so we're gonna hang out with some the orphans. poor Spanish orphans. Yes. Um, and so we're going to uh, talk about uh, the Devil's Backbone and the orphanage. So we will see you next time. Uh, check out there won't be test prep for a few more weeks, um, but you could read previous test preps with Stephen McClurg and check out other episodes at unoyasolstice.com, E-U-N-O-I-A-S-O-L-S-T-I-C-E.com and follow us at the underscore terror underscore test on Twitter. Pencils down, the terror test is over. Mm-hmm.